0: You're listening to a sermon from Hebron Baptist Church, a church in the northern Kentucky-Cincinnati area that's committed to making disciples who make disciples. We want our love for God to be evident in our lives and for the Word of God to bear fruit as we go on mission across the street and around the globe. We hope after hearing this message, you'll connect with us on our website at hebronbaptist.org and visit our campus, not far from I-275, in Hebron some Sunday morning. Our worship services are at 9.30 or 11. And now, here's a message from God's perfect, life-changing Word. If you have children kindergarten through fifth grade, they may go to children's church. If the rest of us will turn to Genesis chapter 22 and begin in verse 1. Today, as we gather together in His Word what we are finding as we go through the series of In the Beginning or reading through this first book of Genesis, that we're learning more about God than ourselves. We're learning about how, uh, more about His character, His way, so that we might respond rightly to Him. Today, what I want us to look at is trusting God through times of testing. Today, I'm going to read through verse uh, 9 together. And uh, then we are going to uh, pick pick up the rest of the the chapter there uh, uh, after that. So let's just read uh, chapter 22, verse 1 through 9. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Take your son, he said, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled the donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Then Abraham said to his young men, "'Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there to worship. Then we'll come back to you.' Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac." And in his hand, he took the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on together. Then Isaac spoke to his father, Abraham, and said, My father. And he replied, Here I am, a son. Isaac said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them walked on together. When they arrived at the place God had told him about, Abraham built the altar and there arranged the wood. He bound his son Isaac and placed him on the altar on the top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He replied, here I am. Then he said, do not lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your only son from me. Let us pray. God, we ask you this morning as we have read your word, help us when we go through testing that we trust you, that we trust you, that God, as we read your word today, that it would take root in our heart and that it would bear fruit in our lives, a fruit of a life that trusts in you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I don't like taking tests. I never did. I don't know if you, maybe you're somebody who likes taking tests. I didn't. Even didn't like taking tests when the professor, uh, even in college, the only thing I liked about it in college was I knew I got out of class early those days, and so that was the only thing I liked about that. And some of the tests, I always would walk away from and feel like, man, I, I felt like that the teacher or professor was just trying to trick me or trying to stump me and didn't want me really to pass this test. It reminds me of a story where there was a, <clears throat> a guy who wanted to stu- study ornithology, which is the study of birds. <clears throat> he found out that the professor there was, that was, took this class or taught that class was very difficult. And so it came to the time, to the final, and so he studied everything he could that he had learned all semester long. And He studied migration patterns, and he studied anatomy, and he studied different species, and he studied all these different things. And he showed up to take the final, and we walked in the class. <clears throat> the professor had taken 25 pictures of birds' feet and put them on the wall. And the goal of the test was to identify the bird by their feet. Well, this student, he lost it. Of all the hard work that he had put in, of everything that he had done, he said, I cannot believe that this is the final test of all the things that we are tested on. This is not fair. I'm not going to take this test. The professor said, well, son, you, I don't care what you think about this, but to pass this class, you have to take this test anyways. And the, the, the student, again, reiterated, said, I'm not taking this test. There is no way that I'm taking this t- test. It is unfair. The, the teacher said, I'm sorry, son. If you don't take the test, you will fail. The student said, that's fine. Fail me. I don't care. I'm not taking this test the teacher said that's fine I'll fail you anyways tell me your name and the student said you tell me <laughs> When we go through testing none of us likes it but when we are tested by God unlike those professors or teachers who try to trick us up God wants us to pass God wants us to succeed Because God's testing is to reveal a greater faith in Him. Many times when we consider or think about testing, we get it confused with temptation. There's a difference between testing and temptation. Um, Both are an opportunity to choose, trust God over our sins. Both tend to be raising the temperature or going through things that are difficult. But the difference between testing and Temptation is this. The difference is testing is designed to elevate where temptation is designed to tear us down. And when you're tempted, you're being called to pull away or to fall away from God to trust your desires and sin. But in testing, God is trying to get you to reveal a heart that has great faith in him. It's like when there is pressures and trials, what is in our heart comes out. And it's like God using a a tube of toothpaste. He puts pressure on us to show what is inside on the outside. Instead, God wants to actually reveal a heart that trusts him, a heart that loves him. This week you've been reading about Abraham, and you've read a lot about his life. But here might be the most famous of stories of Abraham's life. It's also probably the most difficult to read if you're a parent you can't even imagine being asked to sacrifice any children let alone your only child and even if you don't have children you can't imagine why would a god uh, who loves us or says that he loves us tempt abraham in such a manner here during this passage though we see that god is testing abraham in a way to reveal his trust and faith in him That if we understand this, that we can trust God during times of testing, that we can be found faithful like Abraham. There's three things I want us to learn about obedience or trusting God during testing times during this passage. The first one is this, trusting God during times of testing means ultimately obedience. Trusting God means obedience. And verse 1 through 3, we see this. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. So Abraham got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place God had told him about. Here we learn that God tests Abraham. He wants him to sacrifice Isaac on a place that he would reveal. as we have read the story of Abraham and seen his desire for a child, someone to take his, uh, his line, his lineage, his family, and continue on to take hold of the covenant that God has given him, we've seen the trials and failures and tribulations that he has gone through. We've seen the triumphs of his trusting God. And finally, he receives a son through Sarah, one that the covenant would stay in and remain in. And, but then God says, Abraham, go, sacrifice this son. And what do we read? Abraham obeys. We don't read a, a, a long discussion between Abraham and God. We don't see uh, lines of, 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 of Abraham running and disobeying God to avoid what God has called him to do like we would read Jonah does. Instead, what do we read? Jonah wakes up early the next morning and gets everything he's supposed to get and goes and just follows God. This is Abraham who followed God, who had been given a covenant, and he is called to trust God. And what is his response? Obedience. This is the purpose of testing. God wants us to obey He wants to show faith, yes, grow our faith, but ultimately God wants our obedience. This is not just that Abraham was called to do this at the last minute. Abraham's entire life was testing to grow in obedience. If we just take a run-through of what abraham did first there was the family test he was called to leave his family out of ur and follow god which abraham passed the next was the famine test which abraham failed because he doubted god to provide it he ran and hid down in egypt that was in chapter 12 back of the land abraham passed the fellowship test which he gave lot the first choice of the pasture land in chapter 12 excuse me 13 He passed the fight test where he he overcame the kings in chapter 14. He passed the fortune test when he said no to Sodom's wealth at the end of chapter 14. But he failed the fatherhood test when Sarah was impatient and suggested that he father a child with Hagar. And then time came with the farewell test where he had to send Ishmael away in chapter 21. All through Abraham's life, was choices to trust God and to obey God. And sometimes he failed and sometimes he was faithful. But here's what God is calling us to do in times of testing. He's calling us for an opportunity to obey. Now we must be sure to make sure that we don't confuse this testing and temptation again. God is Putting us in an opportunity not to choose sin, but in choose to ch- instead to choose Him. And this testing is an opportunity to again latch our hearts into faith in God and trust Him. Even when it looks harder, even when the consequence or the problem will be longer, God wants our obedience. And to clarify, James helps us with this. In James chapter 1, verse 12, Blessed is the one who endures trials because he has stood the test. He will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I'm being tempted by God, since God is not, be, not tempted by evil and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by what? His own evil desire. And after desire has been conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Friends, we must understand that God is testing us for us to be obedient. And we know that partial or delayed obedience is disobedience. We must understand that it is trusting in God. And maybe today you are struggling with something, that you are being tested and you are pulled between trusting god and his word or trusting your own desires which one will you choose what will you reveal in this time of testing my hope for you my prayer for you is that you take obedience that it will result in righteousness that it will be showing in your faith in god during times of testing we must trust and obey Secondly, during times of testing, we can trust God because he provides a substitute, that he provides a substitute. Listen to verse 4. On the third day, Abraham looked up, and he saw the place in the distance. When Abraham said to his young man, stay here with the donkey, the boy and I will go over there to worship, and we'll come back. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and then his hand took the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on Together. Then Isaac spoke to his father, Abraham, and said, My father. And he replied, Here I am, my son. Isaac said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God Himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then the two of them walked on together. Could this not be the most loneliest and long walk? a father and son might have together, a son who thought he was on a spiritual retreat with his dad, a son, a father who had been called to kill his son and that that might be his last day with him. Here, Isaac starts to understand that there is something missing. We have everything we need, Dad, but where is the animal? Where Abraham responds... God will provide. Now, here we see that when Abraham was called to trust God, what was his reason for obedience? His reason was that he knew that God would provide and that he knew that God would provide a substitute. That God had saved us from our sins. That is what we trust God with. Why do we know that God has our best interest in mind? How can we trust God's will? How can we know that his way is the best way? Because God provided a substitute for us. That he is our treasure. That God is the one who saved us from sin. Here we see that God is foreshadowing what he would do with his son Jesus. How do we know? Well, why did God choose Mount Moriah? Why did he have to walk three days to get to this place? Why 50 miles away? Why couldn't he just go outside the camp and sacrifice his son there? Why was that? Well, there was significance. We will read in 2 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 1. It reads this. Then Solomon began to build the Lord's temple in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David, and the site David had prepared on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. Here we see... The same site that God was leading Abraham to sacrifice Isaac would be the place of the temple. That we learned last week that two times a day, a priest would slaughter a lamb to remind God, in essence, to say, God, remember your covenant with your people. Remember that you will not abandon us. And that same site where a lamb was slaughtered two times, times a day. Fast forward 2,000 years later, upon the same ridge, Mount Moriah, God sacrificed his son, a perfect lamb, as a substitute for our sins. Friends, we know that our sins against God deserve death, but instead, God himself provided a substitute, a sacrifice, Jesus on the same ridge, I mean, you look at this text and you see all of these connections to what God did through Jesus Christ. Abraham went up on the third day, and Jesus was raised on the third day. Abraham rode to this site on a donkey. Jesus, when he came into Jerusalem, he rode in on a donkey. Isaac was the one and only son. Jesus is the one and only son. We read in verse (coughs) 2, Take your son Isaac, whom you love. Who did God love? Jesus. This is my son, whom I love. Both sacrifices were willing. Both carried wood. It says Isaac was placed on him, the wood for the sacrifice. And we know that Jesus carried the Calvary cross. The biggest difference between this story and the one that is in the New Testament is that Isaac was spared. And Jesus was not. Verse 8, God himself will provide. You can read the Hebrew this way. God will provide himself. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world in this way that he gave his one and only Son, so that those who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. Friends, why should we trust God with all of our hearts? Because he sacrificed his Son for us so that our sins are not counted against us, that we are made His children, that we can be born again. Today, maybe as you came here as an invitation of a friend, or you came because God called you here, that you have not trusted Jesus, maybe you feel you are far from God. Maybe you feel like that He can't love you. But friends, hear this good message that through a foreshadowing of Abraham and Isaac that God fulfilled the covenant promise by sacrificing his son so that my sins are forgiven, that your sins are forgiven, that you can trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and and by faith receive the gift of salvation. Maybe today you came here far from God But friends, you don't have to leave here that way. Today, you can call out to Him and become a child of God, whom He loves forever. And maybe when you're going through testing, what we need to be reminded of is the substitute given on our half behalf. We sang in the song earlier: our sure and steady anchor. When the times of testing, will we hold to Him? Will we look our eyes to Calvary? Will we trust that Jesus is the substitute and trust in the one who gave the substitute knows what's best for us? Will we obey when we go through testing? Trusting God through testing reveals who owns your heart, number three. When there's testing, trusting God reveals who owns your heart. Let's pick up in verse nine. When they arrived at the place that God had told him about, Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood. He bound his son Isaac and uh, uh, placed placed him on top of the altar on the wood. Then Abraham reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. He replied, here I am. Then he said, do not lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. And Abraham named that place the Lord will provide. So today it is said it will be provided on the Lord's mountain. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, by myself I have sworn. This is the Lord's declaration, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the city gates of their enemies, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. Abraham went back to his young men, and they got up and went together to Beersheba, and Abraham settled in Beersheba. The main reason that we go through testing is God wants obedience as it reveals your heart. Abraham gets ready to slay his son, and God intervenes. Don't lay a hand on that boy. Don't even touch him. Why? Because now I know that you fear God, and you will not withhold your son from me. Testing reveals what's on the inside of our hearts It helps reveal who we truly trust when the chips are down. It reveals what's important in our life. The question for Abraham, is God more important to you than Isaac? The question for us is, do we treasure the gift or do we treasure the giver? Every person, whether you're religious or not, has something that is so proud, profoundly important to our self image your hope your joy that it can be described as the object of your faith the savior of your heart i don't, I don't know matter i don't care who you are you might even say well i'm not really particularly a religious person but there's actually not really a thing of a non religious person because every person has something in their life, a certain thing that you hold on to, that you receive joyfully. If you don't have it, there's no meaning in life, there's no significance, there's no security. This one thing is in our hearts to fulfill us, whether it's a relationship, a child, a status that you get with a job, or how you are seen in your community. God wants to refine our hearts to remind us that He is the only thing that lasts. He is the only thing that loves forever. He is the only one, the author and giver of salvation. He is the treasure. And testing reveals who we ultimately trust. In 1 Peter chapter 1, we were reminded you rejoice in this, even though for a short time, if necessary, You suffer grief in various trials, so that the proven character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. What does testing reveal that you worship? Who does testing reveal that you worship? What does testing reveal who owns your heart? When you are going through that testing, do you reveal one that trusts in God? Do you reveal one that is deeply in love with God? What does testing reveal in your heart? I love Dr. Martin Lloyd Jones. I Learned about him and his life, reading his biography, doing paper on him, and I strongly encourage you to download his the app, the Martin Lloyd Jones Trust app. You can listen to many of his sermons, fifty years ago sermons, but they're as good today because they're so grounded in the gospel. But when he was younger, people people say, "Well, why is he Doctor Martin Lloyd Jones?" Well, it's not the doctor I am. Going after is not a doctor in ministry. He was actually a physician. He was actually a a MD, and he was studying under the one of the great doctors in London. Actually, if you've seen the the movie uh, The King's Speech, uh, his doctor that he studied uh, was helping King George uh, with his cancer and all this stuff that he was going through. Uh, And and anyways. uh, there's a, he would have been in line to be a royal doctor and helped many people in London in the royal uh, uh, physician there at St. Bart's in London. But there came a crisis in his life. One, he became saved, and he looked at the world in a whole new way. And then there was this calling to preach the gospel. And he had to choose between following what the world thought was important and to follow what God said was important. And one of the things that, that God used to help him in the, during this test to choose to preach the gospel was that he was friends with a, a doctor there, at, another famous doctor there at the hospital. And this man was dating a woman. And this woman died. And late at night, he asked Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones to come sit with him After this woman died, and just be with him. And he said, for many hours, several hours, he they just sat in silence as this doctor just stared into the fireplace, just searching for answers. And and Martin Lloyd Jones said this shook him, not because the man was acting inappropriately, I mean it was perfectly appropriate. Grief is devastating. But what was wrong and what Martin Lloyd-Jones was shaken was that here was a man who had everything that the world had to offer, all the status, all the money, and he suddenly realized that even the most powerful, even the most prosperous, no matter who you are, the foundations of your security are radically vulnerable and radically fragile he said, this little testimony, he watched this man staring at the fire. He realized the vanity of all human greatness. When we think through this, what do we put our hope and faith in? Who do we trust? There's nothing in this world that satisfies or gives us the rock-solid, lasting joy as God himself. And when we go through times of testing... Will we choose him or our own desires? Today, ask yourself, when you go through testing, what is it going to reveal? Is it going to reveal a heart that trusts and is satisfied in God? One that trusts his word beyond our own understanding, beyond the world's and culture's choices of right and wrong? Do you trust God who gives you a substitute, one who took the penalty of death for yourself and you follow him and him alone? And maybe today you're carrying the burden of failing tests. I want to hope and give you a little hope and grace in this story. Look at Abraham's life. He passed, he failed, he passed, he failed. But God, in his grace, delivered his covenant and rewarded him. Friends, our life is not always being perfect, because guess what? We're not going to be. But by grace, we have been saved through faith, and that Jesus has died for us, that we might fail the test of God, we might choose ourselves, but by God's grace, he still loves us. But we hope when all is said and done, God says to us, well done, thy good and faithful servant. May we trust him through times of trials. May we trust him him in times of testing. May we trust the one who gave his son for us. Let us pray. God, we are thankful that we are reminded of this, that in this time of testing, or any time of testing in our life, that we trust you and you alone. I pray for those who are here today, maybe going through a trial or a test right now. I pray that they are faithful and that they are strong and trust in you and your word. I pray, God, today that as we have gathered here today, that there might be someone here that does not know you. I pray today that they've heard that you have given a substitute to die for their sins. That if they by faith would trust in Jesus, they would be born again. God, I pray this morning that as we go from this place, that the fruit that is rooted in your word, that would bear out in our lives, our people, a church, us individually, that would be faithful during times of testing. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Hebron Baptist Church. We pray as you have listened, the Holy Spirit has worked in your heart that you may faithfully follow Him. Most importantly, we hope that you have been drawn into a relationship with God. At Hebron, we believe that the Gospel is the central message of the Bible. The Gospel is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who was born of the Virgin Mary, lived a sinless life, and died for our sins but he was raised from the dead and ascended to the right hand of God. The most appropriate response to hearing this good news is turning from sin and turning to Christ. Don't stay far from God. Instead, repent and believe in Christ and be brought into an intimate relationship with Him. If you would like more information about this life-changing decision, please contact us through our website at hebronbaptist.org or even better, come see us on a Sunday morning. May God bless you as you follow him.